Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 921. The big thing is just don't give up with everything. The racing community is very small. You need to know people out there, but you cannot give up. You need to just keep on making those connections and just keep trying. You're going to get a breakthrough. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ernie Francis Jr. Hey, Ernie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah, I'm all set, strapped in, ready to go. All right. Ernie Francis Jr. is a Trans Am TA class racer driving for the Breathless Racing, running a Ford Mustang TA race car. He grew up in a racing family. His father, Ernie Sr., was a racer, and Ernie's been behind the wheel since he was 13 years old when he moved from karts to a spec Miata. And then at 14, he won championships in both NASA and FARA, grabbing 32 top 10 finishes, 26 top 5 finishes, 25 podiums, and whopping 21 wins. At 15, he became the youngest licensed driver in the Pirelli World Challenge Championships, earning Rookie of the Year. And in 2014, he raced a Mazda MX-5 and a Camaro GTS, and he claimed the title of Trans Am Champion. And then he went on in 2015 and raced against the Trans Am and World Challenge. In 2016, Ernie ran a Ford Mustang Boss 302R and clinched his third straight Trans Am TA4 Championship. My goodness, you have been a busy, busy young man. So Ernie, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you and your racing career. Would you share a little bit more about that career and a passion for racing cars? Yeah, like you said, you pretty much described most of the beginning part of my career. This last year, I was racing in the, in the TA category in the Trans Am Series, moving to the, to the top class to try and uh, take on a bigger challenge for us and took home our fourth championship and broke the record for the most wins uh, overall in the series history. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a great ride. I, I love racing. It's been a family sport for me from, since the beginning, and it's something that I, I do with a passion and I want to do for the rest of my life. Well, how old are you today? Uh, right now, I'm 19 years old. I'll be turning 20 in uh, January. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is just incredible what you've accomplished in such a short period of time. Really, really spectacular career so far. No doubt you have a very long career ahead of you. But as we continue on your journey, I'm going to start by asking you for a success quote or a mantra, something that has some meaning for you, maybe something that kind of drives you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars Yeah, so Ernie, take the wheel. Yeah, I think something that we've been uh, we've been kind of following behind this whole year and our, our past four years in the Trans Am Series is just dedication wins championships. It's something that we've kind of uh, put forth to ourselves, and we know that, that all the ded- dedication that we put towards our cars, the prep, the driving on track, and everything that has to do with the racing, it'll bring us championships and it'll bring us race wins. Well, you know, I've had probably over several hundred racers on this show, and many of them have said something very similar, that races are won before you get to the track. So can you give us a couple ideas of how that dedication serves you guys? Like, what are some of the things that you do to drive that dedication for you and, of course, the team that runs behind you? I think for us, we have a lot of passion for what we do uh, in this sport. We're all a bunch of racers, and and we love what we do. We love racing, and no matter what part we play in it, we're happy with it. And I think that really helps out with the team's dedication and, uh, and wanting to drive us forward and get more wins and more championships. Uh, our prep that we do with our car is very good. We, we, we're always working on it, always getting it better and better, testing, 
developing new stuff for it and just uh, running laps and, and getting everything better on it. No doubt. Well, all the successes have proved all that. Well, let's go back in time. I talked about you starting in karting, having a dad who was a race car driver. So you've grown up in a family. You've got petrol and oil running through your veins, no doubt. But is there a pivotal moment in your life as you remember it when you realize, you know what, I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps. I want to be a race car driver, too. Yeah, I think when I was a lot younger, it was kind of just a hobby that I did. I did some go-karting, and it was fun. But I think once I turned 13 and started racing cars and uh, won a few races when I kind of realized that, okay, this is uh, this is kind of special and I think I can go somewhere with it. And uh, that's kind of when it all clicked for me. Well, you were racing cars before you could legally get a driver's license, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. I started racing cars when I was 13 years old. So uh, I've been racing for a few years before my driver's license. And it was always uh, pretty fun talking to the fans about that. No kidding. That's awesome. Well, let's take a look at some of these many roads you've been down. No doubt all this success has not come without some huge challenges and maybe a couple failures along the way. These are the ways we learn our lessons in life. So take us to one of those times that was a big challenge, maybe even a big failure, big disappointment for you. Walk us through that. But of course, the most important part of this is tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum to move forward in your racing career. I think uh, a big challenge that we overcame this past year was hopping up in class from the TA4 class into the TA class. It's such a different kind of car. It's so much more work and more more prep you're putting into one of these TA cars. They're purpose-built tube ch- uh, chassis race cars with 850 horsepower and just the best of the best equipment you can put in them. So they're a lot to maintain and they're a lot to get right. And it was a very big challenge for us to go into it. And going into the first race, we had a failure. Uh, we had a simple 89-cent part fail on the car, an oil filter O-ring, and it took us out of the race when we were leading it. It was a very big blow for us. It was kind of uh, uh, really kind of disheartening after leading the whole race and really showing pretty well for our first weekend in, in the TA class. But it showed us that we can bounce back. Uh, we knew that we could. And uh, after that, we went on to win four of the following races after that one. Wow. So uh, it definitely kind of helped us and pushed us forward. Oh, man, that's incredible. Well, a couple things, takeaways here. One is 850 horsepower. Oh, my gosh, that's like a monster. And the cars you were running before, what was the horsepower of the car class you ran before this? Uh, the Boss 302 and like the Camaro that I used to run in, in Trans Am, they were only around 450, uh, if that. It, it was a big horsepower jump, uh, a lot more speed in these in these TA, TA cars. What was your biggest impression when you jumped into that faster car? Like, what, what was the first thing that hit you when you took that car out for the first time and you came in and took off your helmet and said, oh, wow? I think the biggest uh, thing that I had to deal with was just the power of the car. Uh, the way the car put the power to the ground was so different from what I was used to. Uh, these cars almost have steam rollers for tires on the back. So they really uh, they really put the power down very well when you have a good set of tires and a good setup behind it. And I had to get used to how hard you, you can get on the gas in a qualifying setup. The car itself was a lot more different uh, to drive than I'm used to. No ABS, no traction control. It's a lot wider, a lot lower. The turning speeds are a lot quicker. So it was just a whole different kind of animal that I had to get used to and kind of use everything that I've learned over the years in racing different kind of cars together uh, to be able to drive this thing. Wow, incredible. Well, well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. No doubt you've had a few of those because you've transitioned from spec Miata to higher horsepower cars, real race cars, and the cars you're driving now. Is there one big aha moment in your career you could share with us? Yeah, so I think the big aha moment for me in my career was when I was 15 years old and I went into the Pirelli World Challenge Series for my first ever race. It was my first ever pro weekend. I was racing a Mazda 2 in the TCB class, uh, coming in as a rookie. 
and uh, did not expect uh, what was had no idea what, what to expect going into it. It was totally new for me. It, it was my first pro weekend, and we swept the weekend with three wins. And uh, after doing that, it kind of cl- uh, clicked for me, and I kind of realized that okay, I can be a pro race car driver. I I, I am now. I won three races, and uh, this is just the start of what I want to do. What a great story. Well, that may be a great segue into my next question, and that is a proudest career moment. No doubt, all these podiums, all these wins, uh, these great achievements, but is there one moment that stands out for you that you could share? I think the proudest career uh, achievement for me uh, has to be two races ago at Circuit of the Americas for our Trans Am TA race. Uh, it was a tough battle all, all race long. There was very fast drivers out there that came out to try and beat us. We already locked up the championship, so the stress of that was over. But we were going for the overall win record, which was set at 31 wins by Paul Genelosi. And we were trying to beat that record and, and be the new uh, record holders for that. And it was a very tough race for us. We were battling third, fourth, fifth place all race. Uh, moved into second place towards the end of the race and made a last lap pass to take the win and to beat that record. And it kind of uh, was really a relief. And I think it was one of the uh, most gratifying wins we've had all year and uh, in my career. Wow. Talk about putting icing on the top of a cake. I think you put icing on icing with that one. So <laughs> that's fantastic. Congratulations to you and your team. Let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time here. I would love to hear what your first really special car was. And if you want to mention a race car, that's fine. Or if it's a street car, think of the first one. The first time you got in a vehicle and went, yeah, this is where I want to be. I think uh, the first special car for me was my dad's old race car. He had a C6 Corvette race car, and it was just uh, everything that I liked. It was loud. It was fast. Uh, it was bright colored, and I thought it was really awesome. I remember being a little kid sitting in it and uh, just pretending to race the car, making engine noises with my mouth. And uh, I think that was a, a car that was super special to me, and I think definitely helped me uh, want to get into racing even more. How cool is that? Does your dad still have that car by any chance? No, the car has been sold a while ago when uh, I started racing and had to pay for some of that stuff. Well, that kind of brings me to my next question. That's a seller's remorse question. Would that be the car that you wish you had back in your garage, or is there another vehicle? Uh, The car that I actually wish I still had is my uh, championship-winning car from the first two years in Trans Am, uh, the Camaro that I raced uh, back then. It was my first real uh, big V8 race car, real kind of GT kind of car. And it was very special to me. We built it ourselves in the shop. I did a lot of work into the car. And uh, it's a car that I wish we still had. I'll bet. No doubt. Well, let's talk about today and talk about tomorrow and your future. What are you guys, what is the team working on right now that has you really excited and fired up for the next season? Right now, we're just working on all our sponsor stuff, getting our packages together and uh, and, and figuring out what we're, what we're trying to do for next year. We have a bunch going on. I just got accepted as the new NASCAR driver, diversity driver. Uh, selected as one of the five finalists for it. So uh, I'm very excited for what that's going to bring. Uh, should be racing in the Can and East Series next year in some of the road course races, as well as doing the Trans Am Series and the Pirelli World Challenge Series. You're going to be a busy young man. Now, if you looked uh, further down the road into your future, what is an ultimate goal for you in racing? For me, it's kind of always been to uh, to be a professional race car driver, to get paid to do it and make a living off of it. Uh, I don't really care where I'm racing, whether it's NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, wherever I can race and make money doing it and just be able to enjoy my love, then then I'll, I'll be happy. Sounds like something you're on a path for. Do you have a preference over regular race tr- racing where you have an hour-long race, or do you like endurance racing? I've always kind of grown up liking endurance racing. I've always had it as a goal for me that I want to race in the 24 hours of Daytona, uh, the 24 hours of Lamar, 
the 12 hours of Sebring have always been uh, been races that I need to race at, and I want to try and uh, try and win before my career is over. I have no doubt that you will be in all three of those races. I just think we're going to see you there at one time. So I have the ultimate faith in you and your team and your family and everybody who helps support you. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Ernie. If you were a car, what kind of car would Ernie be and why? For me, I actually, uh, my, my street car is a Camaro that I've done a lot of work to. And I kind of relate to that car a lot, which is the stuff that, that I've done to it. It's kind of evolved over the years, gotten faster. Uh, got a lot better. And I think that kind of uh, relates to what I've done over my career. There you go. I think that works quite nicely. So Ernie, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yow sponsors. Well, we're into December now and the holidays are here. And if you have an automotive enthusiast on your list that's hard to buy for, get them a Covercraft gift card. They can go and order anything they want from the Covercraft website. All sorts of things are there, including car covers, dash covers, seat covers, sunscreens, front-end protection, floor mats, canine covers, work truck, power sports covers. There's everything there for the automotive enthusiast to take care of their special vehicles. I've been a Covercraft user since 1975. That's right. All the way back to high school. So go to Covercraft.com, click on the gift card button, order it in any denomination you'd like. You can put it in the mail, they'll ship it for you, stick it in a stocking, and you'll make somebody very happy. That's Covercraft.com, Covercraft gift cards at Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Ernie, we are back, and this is what I call the last lap. You've been on many of those. The white flag's out. Time to put your foot into it. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yep, ready to go. All right. What's the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received? Practice. Just practice all that you can. Yep. It's at seat time. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes in racing over the year? I think a lot of it has to do with just the, the dedication to the craft, uh, practicing, getting on the simulator, uh, watching videos, and just uh, always kind of living racing everywhere that I am. Dedication, persistence, tenacity, those are all signs of a winner. Now, I know there's lots of great resources out there these days. Is there one in particular you'd like to share with our Cars yeah audience? Uh, yeah, a big thing that I use a lot is iRacing. I get on there a lot and uh, I just practice and run laps, and uh, I'm all on there fairly often. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? I think, honestly, I'd want to sit down with Dale Earnhardt Jr. I've always kind of grown up watching him as a race car driver, 
And I've always kind of uh, related to what him and his dad did, uh, both of them being race car drivers with uh, me and my dad. So I think it'd be pretty cool to sit down and talk with him about some of that stuff. Uh, No doubt. I'm looking to have him as a future guest here on Cars Yeah as well. So that'll be a fun talk. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? I think uh, one of the best books you could read is The The Art of Racing in the Rain. Uh, That book was amazing. Through and through, it was one of my favorite books I've ever read, and uh, I still read it over and over again. Very cool. Yes, Garth Stein, the author of that book, was a guest here on Cars Yeah. I got to meet him at a book signing, and I'll tell you, that's the most recommended book by my guests here on Cars Yeah. The second most recommended book is A.J. Bames' Go Like Hell, which, of course, talks about the uh, infamous 60s Ferrari and Cobra Wars. I got to meet Gar Stein. He's a guest on the show here. Great guy. And I think anyone who loves cars loves that book. I'm looking forward to someday seeing that made into a movie. I think it would be very interesting. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources that Ernie has been so kind to share with us today on the Cars Yeah website on his show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Ernie Francis Jr. That page will pop up with links to everything that Ernie has shared with us today. Ways to get to his website, follow along with his racing career, and see what he is up to. All right, Ernie, we are up to the checkered flag. Christmas is coming, so I'm feeling a bit like Santa Claus. And this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car, or it could be a vintage race car if you'd like. doesn't matter what it costs, though, because I'm going to write the check for that vehicle. What's it going to be and why? Uh, I think it's a tie between the Porsche 962 and uh, Mazda 787V. Those are two prototypes that I've grown up and uh, just loved watching videos of them racing back in the day. I've uh, been to a lot of the classic and uh, historic races, and I get to see them race out there. And I've sat in the Mazda and the Porsche And uh, both of them are dream cars that I want. Well, since I can't quite afford to buy you both of those cars, and uh, the 920 guests before you here are going to get a little angry if I buy you two cars instead of one. If you had to narrow it down just today, what car should I bring over and park in your garage? I think I'd have to go with the Mazda. The sound of it uh, with that rotary just kind of takes the win over the Porsche. There you go. All right. Well, I'll see what I can do for you. All right. You haven't made it easy for me, Ernie, but that's okay. I think you'd have a lot of fun going out and doing some vintage racing in a car like that. Well, Ernie, you have taken us on a great ride around the track today. I knew you would. A very fast lap. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your incredible success here in racing. Can't wait to follow the rest of your career and watch where you take us. Is there one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners before you rip off down the track in that Mazda? Yeah, I think the the big thing is just don't give up with everything. The racing community is very small. You need to know people out there, but you cannot give up. You need to just keep on making those connections and just keep trying. You're going to get a breakthrough. And I think that's something that I've always kind of listened to with myself was just don't give up with what I'm doing and uh, just keep trying and trying harder and harder. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with your career? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just look up Ernie Francis Jr. Racing and you'll find everything about me. There you go. Well, again, listeners, I'll make sure I put all those links on Ernie's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Just check it out. Follow along what this young man is up to. Oh, my goodness. You're heading off to even greater things, I am very confident. So, Ernie, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive racing experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I get to talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. 
You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!